Jeremiah 3.15, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Welcome to the podcast of the Kadesh Family Church, Newark Branch, a place where Jesus resides. Our main goal and purpose is to provide the solid foundation of Bible-based teachings for our day-to-day living. Preached to you by our residing pastor, Reverend Dr. Charles Osset. We hope you are blessed by the Word of God, and may your life never be the same. Shall I tell you something? You see, when you read the scripture, in John, in John 4, when Jesus was talking to Nicodemus, okay, he said, the, say, say, the wind blow it. The wind blow it wherever it listed. And no one, no one can tell. Okay, the wind blows. Show that scripture, John 4. The wind blows wherever it listed. And none can tell where it coming from. Hallelujah. John 4. So is everyone. Why do you struggle with that scripture? The wind blow it. Okay? Here. The wind, he said, he the wind blow it where it listed. And thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell when it cometh and whether it goeth. You know? It's like a statement. He said, the wind blows where it wants to blow. And it chooses its own direction. And it, you cannot tell where it's coming and where it's going. So I'm sure Nicodemus was surprised. Then Jesus said, the reason for this statement, he said, if you want to, if you did English. Okay, this is for astronauts. Semicolon. That's semicolon, right? Or colon. I'm a science student, sorry. My wife, is it colon or semicolon? Colon. Colon. To explain further. Oh, prophet, is that what it is? To explain further. So is so it is with everyone that is born of the spirit. This is what we don't understand. Say, so is everyone that is born of the spirit. In other words, just as the wind is not predictable, you cannot predict the wind. So can you not predict somebody who's born of the spirit? It means that your life is unpredictable. People cannot put you in a box. That's what it means, Jerry. It says, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. It means if you are born of the Spirit, you don't live by logic. Yeah. Amen. My brother, you get it. It means that if you, once you are born again, you defy logic. Yeah. It means that you can speak to a cancer and it will disappear. You can speak to a disease and it will disappear. You can speak to poverty and it will disappear. You see, you do, it means that you can, you can get, you can I mean, buy something beyond your paycheck. So is everyone born of the spirit. It means that a spiritual person is unpredictable. Tell your neighbor, you cannot predict me. Say, you cannot put me in a box. In a box. Are you hearing me, my daughter? Are you hearing me? Don't limit your life. Don't let people put you in a box. Don't let people let live. If you are born of the spirit, you are unpredictable. Amen. 
get it, please. If you are born of the spirit, it means that your 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 documents may not end up, but you'll be trusting. That's what Jesus was saying. Jesus said, Look, people who are born of the spirit are not predictable. You don't know where they are coming from. You don't know where they are going. Somehow, I mean, yes, they may have zero account in their mind by the wheat. Some other wheat. Some other wheat. Some other will go. Some other will come. Some other will sleep. And that is like they are unpredictable. So is everyone born of the spirit. Yeah. The wind blowing. That's, that's the meaning of that verse. You can't tell the wind. Tell you, you can't tell me. Don't try to tell me. Tell the person I'm supernatural. Don't tell me. Oh yes, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't try to 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 tell me. I am supernatural. Just last week. Even last last Sunday. Don't try to tell me. Last Sunday. Last Sunday after we prayed. After church. First of all, Francisca saw something that you share with us later on. But after church, I went out to do something and I came back. All of you were gone. Only a few people were left. Only the pastors were left. And uh, what's the name? Michelle. Only the pastor was Michelle. I went out. I came back around 4 or 5 o'clock to pick up my bag. Came through the hallway here. Came this way. Pick up my stuff and I called the pastors over here. So let's go. On our way out, I was leading and the hallway was dark. So they were inside and I was leading. I took a step like this. A snake. Right here. A snake. Right here, right here, right here, right here. By the door. No, I had come in. I didn't see any snake. I was going out. I took a st- in the dark. I said a snake, and I took a step back. Somebody, Michelle, what's this, Michelle? That little girl, Michelle, was it true? Yeah, a snake. Right here, the door. So. I'm telling you, don't you say don't, don't don't put me in a box. I'm spiritual. So don't try, don't try, don't try at all. I said so I stepped back and I said, a snake? Here? In the daytime? In the snow? It has snowed. I mean it has snowed. On the concrete floor. Then I said, in the name of Jesus, I rebind you. So after that, the plan was to have to kill it. <laughs> We've got a snake, but how are we to kill it? <laughs> how are we to kill the snake? It was me, Pastor Derek, Lady Pastor Rosalind, uh, Lady Pastor Lane, Lady Pastor Francesca, and Michelle. Staying here, lady 
Lady Pastor Francesca had run to the back praying in tongues. <laughs> she has stood here. She has the stick was here. She was here. My wife was telling us she had lived a bit in agriculture, so she knows about snakes. So we, we pick up a stick. I pick up the broom. I said, no, it's too light. You don't kill a snake with that light stick. Because if you don't hit it, it will cl- climb up. She was telling me, because she has lived in agri stations before. Me, I grew up in the city. <laughs> so I don't know anything about snakes. <laughs> she grew up in a, re- in a research station. So she knows about all these animals. So I said, wow. So we found out the, broom, the light broom, we couldn't. So I, I, you see, so I started looking for something to kill it. So I came back here. Obviously, they all wait, waiting for me to kill it. Since <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Lee, Reverend Lee, the way. So I, so I came back. I came back here and I found, I think it was a pot. There was a, a flower pot, a heavy flower pot. See, but the amazing thing is that it never moved because I bound it in the spirit. I said, you will never move. It took, how long did it take? About five or five to look for it. Almost five minutes looking for something to kill it. But it couldn't move. It, what Pastor Rick saw, he had just lifted the head like this. And like the tongue like that. And we just couldn't move. Because I spoke to you in the name of Jesus. It stayed there for five minutes until I found something heavy. On advice of my wife, who knows how to kill snakes. He said, don't use a stick. It's light. If you hit it, it may not die and it will climb up. And it makes sense. So I found a big flower pot here, lifted it up, and I dropped it on its head. And that was the end of that snake. I burned every snake in your life. Any spirit that is born against you, I curse it. You will live and you will not die. You will progress, you will not stagnate. So later on, I understand why Lady Francesca was at the back. She said when we were praying in the after, when I was praying for you, when I called people to come and pray for, for the, uh, for the, for the going through difficulty, she saw something long and black lying in front here. So she was shocked, like I saw something in church and then I'm seeing a live snake. That's why she ran to the back. But I, I, I pro- listen to me, there's an anointing to break every yoke. Actually, when I, when I look, I laughed. I said, hey, don't try. Don't try. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You will live and you will not die. We overcome every serpentine activity in your life. You will see the glory of God in your life. I say, you see the glory of God in your life. See, this, you see, and I, later on I was going home, I related what you saw to the snake. Remember I spoke to you about the spirit of the python? The spirit that constricts chronic problems. And that's what I prayed for. Frustration. Things that frustrate you. They take the very life out of you. But I tell you, you will live and you will not die. You are overcoming all your enemies. A snake here, right here. Snake. Michelle. Where are you? Did you come back or you were sitting there? When we were looking for them to kill, why did you pass? <laughs> she was sitting there. She was not moving at all. <laughs> you are laughing. Will you have moved? Will you have come? 
she, she was, the girl froze. It's like, I'm not moving at all. Yeah. But let me tell you something. We prayed against the spirit of frustration. You will not be frustrated. Amen. The spirit that strangulates you and takes, it makes you despair for life is died. It's killed. Amen. You are not going to have energy and vigor for life. And I spoke about frustration. Remember? We prayed against frustration, which is a case. You will not be frustrated. I say you will not be frustrated. You are going to see that you are going to see your projects come to an end. The things that you put your hand to, they will prosper. I say they will prosper. I say they will prosper. Some of you are going to finish paying your bills. Your debt will end. You will not be you will not be in debt chronically. In the name of Jesus. Please take your seat. Yeah, a snake. Right here. I, I, I'm not talking about a snake in the vision, a live snake. Right at the door. I mean, I took a step like this. I took a step like this. In the dark, it was the turn of the light. Then I saw, I said, a snake? Am I dreaming? What do you say? You are laughing. What would you have done? What would you have done if you have seen the snake? Huh? I would have run. You would have run. You try to kill it, right? <laughs> Hallelujah. But it, it was something. I thought about it. I knew that the enemy is defeated. Hallelujah. You will not be frustrated. You will live and you will not die. Amen. Yeah. It's amazing. But don't try. Don't try. You see? Don't try. Don't play games with us. We are, we are in serious business. Amen. Spiritually, we are in serious business. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, so don't try. Don't try at all. No, don't try. Hallelujah. Even though we are not wearing pointed shoes, it does not mean that we are not prophetic. <laughs> I don't, we don't come with towels on our neck, but it does not mean that we are not prophetic. <laughs> Hallelujah. Galatians 4 6. One to go. One more time. Can you Galatians for so, so the first part says that and because ye are sons, go. Again. And the second part says God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts. Again. Again, and the, and the spirit is what crying. Again, so one, two, three.
Are you ready? Yes. Off the screen. Go. I think this road did very well. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor you are looking very beautiful. Say so you are looking very special. But you are sitting by an important person. <laughs> Hallelujah. Tell the person you are sitting by an important person. Tell the person you are sitting by a very important person. Tell the person if you dare me, I'll give you hundred dollars. <laughs> Hallelujah. Today we are talking about why oh, they can come to the front too. All the children at the back, uh, Michelle and Co. Michelle, come and sit. Why are you sitting in the back? Come sit in front. You think I don't know you? I know you. Oh my God! <laughs> yes, and you and all the all the three of you in the row. Come, Hallelujah! Today we are talking about the great invitation. Because today is only Sunday. Great invitation. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 14, verse number 16. Luke 14, 16, 24. <clears throat> yep, they should come and show up. Who come and can sit in the back? But I suppose that I know you. Meredith, sorry, Meredith. That's the Michelle, she orders you're Meredith. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Good. All right. What's your mom? Uh huh. Hallelujah. And you are all surprised to see the what a shock dances. That was a real what a shock. <laughs> but they all used to dance when I used to pastor them. They were like you. It's true, remember? So you were shocked, but I wasn't shocked. Because I knew them. Hallelujah. Luke 14, 16. Then he said unto him, A certain man made a great supper and bade many or invited many. Okay. And he sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were bidden or invited, Come, for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of land, and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee, have me excuse. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excuse. And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. You see, the first two say, I pray thee. They were even, this one was rude. <laughs> I can't come. I just got married. I can't come. Rude. 
Okay, continue. So, the, so that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city, and bring in hither the poor, and the maim, and the halt, and the blind. And the, servant, and, the, and the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded. And yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servants, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel, this time compel, compel them to come in that my house may be filled. Hallelujah. For I say unto you, that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. Hallelujah. The great invitation. The great invitation. Many. This is a rich man. He didn't bid a few. He invited many. He invited many people. Not a few. Hallelujah. Many. God is always saying, come. 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 Come unto me. God is always saying, come. God never says, go away. He always says, come. No matter who you are. No matter your problems. No matter your situation. Come. He bid many. Come. And I'm told that the word come is is in the Bible 2,106 times. God says, come. If you have a good, if you have a, a computer, you can just check the number of times the word come. God says, come. 2,106 times, God says, come. Many times he's inviting us. He invited many, not a few. Hallelujah. So, you cannot say, you see, you cannot say that God did not invite you. That is why there will be no excuses in hell. That is why there will be no excuses. Somewhere in your lifetime, he told you to come. Somewhere in your life on earth, at a point in time, he told you to come. So, so nobody can have an excuse because God is a just God. God is a see, God will not ask you to do something that he had not trained you or, or, or think you cannot do. Hallelujah. He said, come. Come. 2106 times he says come. So you can never say God did not invite you. Hallelujah. And he said he bid many. Many. Many to come. And he said there was still room. Look, let me tell you something. Don't be deceived that a lot of people are in church. That's not true. No. Compared to the population of the world, very few people come to church. But because you only know people who come to church, you think a lot of people come to church. No. One, don't be deceived that a lot of people, many people are in church. Don't be deceived that there are too many churches. It's not true. If you get out of here, count the number of liquor stores down the road and churches and see what is more. When you get on Lions, every liquor store, you count one and count churches and see which one is more. There are more liquor churches. I say, forgive, forgive, forgive. 
It's, it's, it's also a kind of church. There are more liquor stores than churches. Liquor churches. So, yes. So don't be deceived. Don't be deceived that there are many people. No, there are many people who don't go to church. And every every Sunday morning, when you are living at, when you are leaving your apartment or your house, wherever you live, look at the car that are parked. They are not. Everybody's home. Is that true? Is that true? Is that true? Is that true? When you move your car, you see everybody's packed. But Monday morning, the parking lot is empty. I say Monday morning, the parking lot is empty. But Sunday morning, so don't be deceived. We are a few. Don't be deceived that we are, we are a few. So he bid many. Don't be deceived at all. Hallelujah. And the Bible says they began to give excuses. So as they were giving the excuses, you know, he sent forth it says, now go to the highways and the byways and compel, compel, compel them, compel, compel. Which is the word anakazo. That's why our Bible school called anakazo. The, the, the Greek word is anakazo. To force, to necessitate. And let me tell you something. There comes a time you have to use force. Because you see, he said, now look, this is serious business. It's serious business now. So I cannot allow people to play the fool. I have to fo- compel them. Because when you are dealing with a serious business, when something is serious, you don't joke. You don't do, do, do and brother. You compel. He said, this is serious. So go to the highways and, and compel. Force them to come in. Because I'm talking about a serious business here. Salvation is a serious business. Otherwise, people would die and go to hell. Hallelujah. So force them to come in. Look. A lot of us need an akazo in our life. I'm serious. Most of us are too phlegmatic. Phlegm. Easy. Lemon. <laughs> Are you hearing me? You, you, you know the four, the four temperaments. You must know what they are, they are all from. They are all Greek. They are all from uh, liquids of the body. Just in case you don't know, liquids of the body. Should I teach you? Okay, the liquids of the body. Okay. So there, there's the there's the choleric. Okay, choleric is col, cole. Okay, cole. Cholelithiasis. It means bar. Bar. Goldstone. Cholelithiasis. Cholelic. It means bar fluid. And bile is bitter. Bile is sharp. So choleric people, their tongues are sharp. Yes. <laughs> tell you, as they tell you, you see, they tell you the truth without mercy. Yes. <laughs> they don't quote the truth. They don't, a, a choleric 
person will tell you, listen to me, you are lazy, get up and go. I don't care. No filters, huh? That's choleric. They push, they abide, they cut. And sometimes you need them. Even though you have to be careful. Because sometimes, <laughs> Fred, I have many things to say. You see, you see, because you see, you need to add a little bit of grace. You, you see, especially if you're a woman and you're choleric, you know? You're too sharp. Too sharp. Your tongue cuts. So that's bile. That's bile, choleric. Very bilious. Okay? Then we have the, uh, the sanguine. Sanguine is the same Greek word, sanguinous. Sanguinous in nature. Sanguine is blood. Okay? Blood. Serosanguinous. Bloody. That's why I say serous and blood and serum. Serosanguinous. It means blood. Blood is life. So sanguines are life. They are lively people. They are always dancing. They are always joking. There's nothing serious about them. <laughs> Sang- and you need them in a party. You need sanguines around. See, they are not serious. Sanguines are not serious. You see, and because they are always joking, they are always happy. You see, they, they don't budget, they overspend. Sanguine, always happy. You understand? And, 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 and they are one, number one humanizers. Yeah, because they are always happy. They are always sweet talking ladies. <laughs> and, the, and the ladies like them. Because ladies, ladies like people who talk nice. Oh, you're so nice. You're so cute. Man. Wow. What is this? Is it Marike or Lancon? <laughs> then they are blushing. That's a sanguine. You understand? Be happy. And then, they, then we have the what one? melancholic. Melani, melancholic. Huh? Melanin. Melanin, slow, thick fluid. Okay? They are deep thinkers. Very, very deep thinkers. You understand? Very, very deep. Uh, They don't let things go easily. When you tell them something, they process it over. You'll be surprised that three days later, do you remember you said, say, (laughs) they process the information over and over and over, over, very melancholic, very orderly. When they put their shoe here, it must stay here. <laughs> you go to their closet, all white in one color. You see, when you go to the melancholic closet, all white, all green, all yellow, all lined up, all jacket, all blouses lined up. They wake up every morning. They must lay their bed. So if you have a melancholic as a room, it is difficult. Because you always have a problem. Because you just leave your shoe by the doorway. No. And if you are married to a melancholic wife, you are in trouble. Because every day, your socks... You see, initially, they start by picking up after you. Then after a while, they get tired and they start talking. <laughs> Are you hearing me? 
Then the last one is phlegmatic. Phlegmatic is phlegm. You know phlegm? When you put the phlegm in a slow to move, like when you put the, when you brush your teeth and you spit the phlegm, you see that it's very slow. Boy, it doesn't move. <laughs> or like, you, have you seen like when you, when you put a phlegm in the sink, the water moves fast and the, the phlegm is still, uh-huh, that's a phlegmatic. Doesn't go anywhere. Doesn't move. Uh, everything with team man no see before. Hakuna <laughs> Watata. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> Everything is don't worry. Oh, there's no uh, the, the, uh, the, the phone bill has not been paid though. Don't worry. <laughs> the cable has not been paid though. Hey. We don't have what? We don't have good the furniture is about twenty-five years old though. Children, we can't fit into this one bedroom. Hakuna oh. Matata. <laughs> Everything is cool. Doesn't move. Does no cool move. I mean, it pays him to get up and move. Flem. But you see, they're also very peaceful people. Very peaceful. They don't quarrel. Wait, you might not see before. <laughs> See self, see self man they jump. I know self man they chew. Oh, please. Cool. Peaceful. And actually, phlegmatic standard, phlegmatists are good pastors. Oh, yeah. Because congregation behavior doesn't bother them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. It's a, it's a good pastor. They're very good pastors. You cannot, be a, you, you cannot be a good pastor if you are choleric. Because people don't change overnight. You preach hard, the next time they'll be fornicating. <laughs> so if you're going to get angry at that, then they forget it. That phlegmatic can live with people. Uh-huh. So, why do, I, why do we get into this? Compel them. Because you see, it comes to a point, you have to be forced. You have to quit your phlegmatism. See, when, when, when things are serious, don't use phlegmatism. Hallelujah. Amen. Is somebody hearing me? Yeah. That is so, you see, you see the, the master, look, this is serious business. I cannot allow any lackadaisical attitude. And sometimes even as a parent, you need, you need to be, you need to use anakazo on your children. Yes. Yes. Sometimes a parent needs to use anakazo because what is at stake is serious. The child is not doing well, he's not going to school. You know, if you don't compel him, one day you will regret Yes, when what you are dealing with is the child's education, not the child's shoe. His shoe you can use phlegmatic, but his school you cannot use phlegmatism. That's right. So whether the child will scream, you see, it depends on what is at stake. Hallelujah. But some of us parents, we are very phlegmatic. And as soon as, and as soon as uh, your, 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 your father begins to speak, oh, you are too harsh on the boy, too harsh on who? <laughs> I'm preaching. I'm preaching. You are too harsh on the boy. No! The, you need to be harsh on the boy. Otherwise, what he will tell us, you will regret. 
exactly. I know things. You need to be harsh on him. Get up. You're a boy. Do your work. Go. Come. Sit on him. Whether he cries or not. Because what is at stake is his future. And if your husband is being harsh, allow him to be harsh. <laughs> Preaching. Allow the man to be harsh. Allow him to yell at the boy. Yes. <laughs> you are too hard on him. Too hard on him. What, what if you don't? What he will turn out to be, you will regret. I'm in your house. <laughs> I'm in your house. Yeah. Yeah. The man said, listen to me. What is at stake? I cannot go with compare them. Force them. Necessitate them. Necessitate, necessitate. Because the, fa- the way you live your first 21 years of life will determine the, next, the rest of your life. You sit down and joke with the first 21 years. I'm preaching. You joke with it. Joke with it. Joke with the first 18 to 21 years of your life. Joke with it. And you will see. That will determine your future, the rest of the future. So if we have to compare, necessitate, whatever it is, oh please. If you take the phone and it doesn't work, take the computer. Timer, whatever. Take the video game. Laptop. Turn off the TV. And if you have to necessitate, <laughs> hey Reverend, you are a pediatrician and you, you, they are going to call diapers on you. Please, 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 hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Spare the rod and spoil the child. I'm not talking about child abuse here, but compare. I know the difference between child abuse and discipline a child. There's a difference between child abuse and discipline a child. I'm not talking about child abuse. That's discipline. I should tell you. <laughs> I said, no, there's a big difference between child abuse and discipline. So don't go and quote me anywhere. The pastor said, beat the kid up. So I'm going to kill him. No! He <laughs> said, well, I brought you to this world. I can take you out. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Preaching. Say, so compel them. Force them to come in. Hallelujah. Yeah. And they all began to give excuses. <laughs> yes. But unfortunately, see, there's, there's something about God. When God invites you and you turn it down, He will take somebody you don't respect. When God invites you to do something for him and you turn him down, he will take somebody who you don't respect and the person will be higher than you. Bring him the man. Bring him the weak. Hallelujah. So, ladies and gentlemen, this was a great feast. Hallelujah. He invited them to a great feast. Amen. Amen. It was a great party. And then at the party there was a menu. Have you ever been to a party before? You see, a real party should have menus. <laughs> I say, a real party should have what? 
This time we say we're organizing the party. We can only have to watch it, watch it, watch it. Every time you see a party, we can watch it, jollof and kinky, watch it, jollof and kinky. Watch it, watch it, watch it is a mixture of watch is an African food. Okay, it's it's rice and beans. Huh? It's good though. <laughs> yeah, but a good party should have a menu. Just like you go to a good restaurant, it should have a menu. Hallelujah. May your party be nice. May your party be nice. May your party last long. This type of party, the food gets finished. No, 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 no. Hallelujah. So they came, and what is the menu? What was served at the party? Okay? When you come to see, God is inviting you. And when you come to God's house, what is the dish? What is the menu? The first thing on the menu is milk. First Peter 2.2. 2. First Peter chapter 2, verse 2. It says, As newborn babies, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. When you come to church, when you come to God's dinner, the first they serve is milk. As new, so you are giving milk. Some of you are not used to drinking milk before. That is why every time you, you see, because that you see, because you see the enzyme that digests milk is lactose dehydrogenase. It is generated. So the kids who are born who start drinking milk early, they generate the enzyme. Do you understand? So they, they generate the enzyme. That's why they can drink milk. But you, when you were born, you were not. You were not. <laughs> when you were born, you were not giving milk as a child. So you did not develop the enzyme. That is why when you come here and you drink the milk. Yes, sir. See, that's why you can drink. See, Mary, that's why you can drink a gallon of milk and it's not going to affect you. You don't even just like, you know, buy what's milk. You like milk? You don't like fresh milk? Who likes milk? You like milk? You drink milk, it doesn't bother you. But I'm sure if your mom was to drink milk, it's going to be a different story. I'm not talking, you see, why, where you come from, milk was used as a spice. <laughs> a big gallon of cocoa, and then they drop a few milk. <laughs> I'm not talking, two spoons, I'm not talking about <laughs> Two tablespoons. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. Can you believe it? The whole food, two tablespoons of milk. Can you believe that? So the milk was a spice. But you see, when you come, it's milk. Hallelujah. Amen. And the milk of the way, you see, milk is all that a baby needs. A baby, all that a baby needs to grow is milk. Once a baby gets adequate supply of milk, it does not need water. It does not need vitamins. It does not need carbohydrates. It does not need antibodies. Because you see, everything the baby needs is in the milk. That's why we encourage mothers to breastfeed. Even when you breastfeed, you see, if, if you, you see, breastfeeding even protects things like asthma. Yeah. Infections. Yeah, infections. Just breastfeed them. Because your, your breast milk contains antibodies for the baby. 
power in the name. You see, that is why, so all that a child needs is milk. That is why, so even when they are young, you say, don't give them water, just give them milk. Because everything they need, the water, the nutrient, the antibody, is in the milk. As newborn babies. Hallelujah. Milk. Rapid growth is in the milk. And the Bible says, you see, so a baby does not need anything outside milk. The milk is enough. Hallelujah. Amen. And the Bible says that as a, when you come to the house of God, you receive the milk of the word. And that because of the milk of the word, you don't need anything. See, the milk of the word is enough for you. Amen. The milk of the word is enough. As you hear the word of God being preached, it's enough to show. See, what are marital problems? It will be preached to. Financial problems, it will be preached to. Uh, demons, it will be preached to. I mean, anything you need for your life is in the milk of the word. That is why you waste your money if you sit in this church and you go and see a psychologist for marriage counseling. You are wasting your money. You are wasting your money because there is any marriage counseling you need is in the church. see a shrink who has his own marital problem I'm preaching so I want to hear Christians oh, um, we want to see a, a, a marriage a, a marriage cycle Mar- uh, shrink no everything you need you don't need to see a psychiatrist antidepressant is in the word as you sit in the church and we sing praises your depression goes away Milk of the word. Amen. If only the milk of the word. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Milk. Amen. That's what the Bible says you get. And that's what a baby needs. Hallelujah. Yeah. And after the after the milk is the bread. Hallelujah. Is the bread. John 6:50. When you come to church, we get the bread. Are you getting the menu? There's milk. Then there's bread. John 6, this is the bread which cometh down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. When you come to the house of God, you are given the bread of life. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and may not die. Let me tell you something. There is the bread of life. Okay. There are so many breads. There are so many types of bread. Tea bread, sugar bread, butter bread, Lebanese bread, and whatever bread you know. Pita bread, what? Agege bread, Italian bread, soda bread. But that's the bread of life. I said that's the bread of life. See, and there's something unique about bread. You see, there's something unique about bread. You don't know the value of bread until you lose it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, you see, I grew up in a country. Some of you didn't grow up in a country. I grew up in a country that a time in the history of that country, there was shortage of bread. Remember? 1983. There was no bread. 
That is when you began to realize that it is not easy to eat kenke for breakfast. Yeah. It is not easy. And can you imagine? Bread. Do you eat bread in the morning? Do you eat bread in the morning? Can you imagine breakfast without bread? No bread. You see, that, that's how bread is. It's when you lose bread that you know it's value. You see, that was the reason for the French Revolution. The French Revolution came as, as a result of shortage of bread in France. Yeah. So when they asked the, the queen, that there's no bread, so if there's no bread, give them cake. If you did history, as students. They said, wow. So the people said there's no bread. Then the queen said, if there's no bread, give them cake. But bread is not the same as cake. That's what led to the revolution. Hallelujah. And when you come to church, you receive the bread of life. And let me tell you something about the bread. You see, it's not when it's not there that you see its value. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? Let them come forward. All these little ones can come and sit in front. When you lose its value. Please look, look at me, I'm preaching. When you lose its value. You see, that, that is the value of the church. Please look at me, I'm preaching. That is the value of the church. Sometimes people criticize churches. They criticize, but you see, take the church out of society and you see what it is. Do you need to sit on the chairs? You can sit on the stage and be happy. Yeah. This is Swollen Sunday. Very soon we are going to move to a bigger place. Yeah. Take the church out of society. You see, we, we take the church for granted. But you know, you don't know the value of the church. You don't know the value of the church. You don't know even the influence of the church on your child. Take the church out of the child and you see what you will become. I'm preaching. It's like bread. Take the, take the value of the church. Take the influence of the church out of society and you will see. But what people don't know, they criticize churches. They criticize pastors. You don't know the value of bread. You don't take the... Look, some of you, your father could not control you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mommy could not control you. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. But the church, the word of God. I wasn't changed. Look, my father could not control me. No, my father controlled me. See, one day I was standing in the corner trying to rap a girl. And I was talking to the girl, and the girl was laughing. And my father was coming. And you would think I would stop. I did not stop. I kept on rapping the girl. So when I came home, my father said, listen to me. I don't mind you talking about show me some respect. When you see me coming. (laughs) My father couldn't change me. But Jesus changed me. Are you hearing me? Look, you don't know the value of the church in your marriage. You don't know the value of the church in the marriage. This is your wife, but for the church. Eesh. But for church, this is your wife. But for the church. If you, if you want to know how beastly she is, check out her cousins. <laughs> look, at her, look at her cousins. 
you look at her cousins and you will know that, hey, but for the word of God, why do you think she's different from her cousins? It's the word of God. <laughs> I know things. <laughs> Hallelujah. The bread. Hallelujah. When you come, you get a bread of life. I say you get a bread of life. So we have drunk milk. We have what? Eating bread. The next, next on the menu is meat. There's meat. Meat. I'm talking about a great party. Hallelujah. Is it? Um, in the, there's, there's a difference between there's a difference between a menu in the Western world and a menu in the developing world when it comes to meat. Should I explain to you? Should I explain to you? Over here, when you go to a party or a dinner, they ask you, what do you want, beef or fish or chicken? So the menu is described by the protein. Do you understand? But in the develop, in the developing world, you go rice, mango, <laughs> or kenke. So it's the carbohydrate that defines the menu. Over here, the protein defines the menu. In the developing world, carbohydrate defines the menu. <laughs> Hallelujah. But there's meat. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 14. There's meat in the house. Hebrews 5, 14. Hebrews chapter 5. But strong meat belonged to them that are of full age. Strong meat belongs to them that are full of age. Even those who by reason of uh, uh, use have the exercise to, to disable strong meat. Meat makes you strong. Meat develops you. Meat strengthens you. When you come to church, you hear the meat of the word. In God's house, there's the meat. Not, the, not only the milk. There's the meat, which is the strong thing that develops you, that makes you strong, that makes you overcome evil ones. That's why when I saw the snake, I just said, I bind you in the name of Jesus because I am strong. Strong meat. Meat. You need meat. And, and you see, and let me tell you something. Please listen to me carefully. In the church of God, you don't only come from milk. There's meat. Meat is strong teachings. Meat is what will make you strong. Meat is strong teachings. Meat is not. You see, milk is God will bless you. God will prosper you. That's milk. But there's meat. Meat is husband. Love your wife. That's meat. Because as you are looking at the woman, it's almost impossible to love her. Meat. That's meat. Meat is wife. Submit unto your own husbands. And as you are looking at the guy, say, look, but for reverent meat. <laughs> Strong teachings. Meat. Hard teachings. Meat is less. Meat, meat is, look, if you don't stop fornicating, you go to hell. That's meat. And it makes you strong. You see, you become strong so that you see the meat of the word will help you to overcome temptation. Because you are you are too weak. You are too weak. You have been a Christian for a long time, but every girl that brought the sketch you fall. Oh, you are too weak. You need meat. 
You need me to look at the scripture, even though you, even if you are naked, I won't come. Because I'm strong in the Lord. But you even, even when the clothes is on, please grow up. <laughs> Anyone is wearing a boo boo, you are still. You are imagine what is under the boo boo. Shame! You need meat. Strong meat. Hard teachings. Strong meat. Grow up. Pray. Fast. Honor the Lord. Serve the Lord. Serve meat. You see, Bishop says, and I agree with him. He said, There are two women in the church. Two, two types of women. And I think so. Just choose which type you belong to. There's the one that, you see, when you talk strongly against women, they say, Preach on because we are some way. Yes. <laughs> preach on, we are some way. And therefore, teach us so that we will change. Amen. And those ones change. Because he will tell you that you are a wife, submit. You are a wife, bath. Bath. A wife who doesn't bath. Ow! <laughs> I'm preaching. A woman with all the juices and the acid. <laughs> and you don't bath. You go to work and come and you don't bath. Then you come and lie in bed. Ah, you are a wife. Bath. This is meat. A strong meat. A woman is supposed to bath. That's a strong meat. I'm preaching. I'm preaching a strong meat. A woman is supposed to look nice. A woman is supposed to look nice to her husband, not the world. All your beauty is outside. Your hair, when you are going outside, you have this nice flowing hair. You adjusted your breast. You have put something at the backside. You are looking so clear. Well, when you come home, you look like Bob Marley. Ah! <laughs> I'm preaching. I'm preaching. When you come down, you look like Bob Marley. Now your hands and you put something around your coat and you are going, you are coming. Who are all your beauties for the outside world? No, we need to see the beauty in the house. <laughs> hey, I'm preaching. So show, so show, so show. When you are going, you so elegant, so separate. Remember when you come off, you take this one off, you take this one. You are looking like a ball. Your head is like a cashew nut. Ah! <laughs> cashew, cashew nut. Yes. I'm preaching. Strong meat. It means you must make yourself also look nice for your husband. I'm preaching. Meat. Meat. Yeah. But when you start preaching like this, then you see, I said about two times. When you start preaching like this, then the, the, the group will say, Tell us, we need to change. Then there's the other group. What do you mean? I mean. Because you are a man. You see, that's the idea. See, instead of hearing the word and changing, you are saying because of a man. No, not because of a man. And by the way, the best person to talk to teach you about the, uh, the best person to teach a woman how to marry is a man. Amen. Not another woman. Amen. Because you are going to marry another man. So a man is the one who can teach you. Yes. So when we say that, 
do your face, do your face. When you say that, listen to me. Bath, bath. The whole person, you are, I mean, you are looking so nice to the outside world. This is strong meat. Yeah, but what about the men? You see, you see, you start your thing again. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. I need to help you. Meat. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Then the next, what do we have? Married, I'm asking, what, what, what have you had so far? Meat. The next on the menu is water. Or water. Depending on where you come from. John 4.14. John 4.14. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never taste. By the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. There's the water of the word. There's the water of the word. Jesus said that anybody who drinks that water will not test. Let me me talk about the water. There's the water of the word. Okay? Every time you see people craving for something, they are testing. Hallelujah. Anytime you see a craving, they are testing. And Jesus is saying, you see, let me tell you something. When you see people drinking, they keep on drinking, they are testing for something. There is a test. They are looking for satisfaction and they think they will find it in a bottle. When you see people doing drugs, they are hungry for something. They are looking for some joy, some high, and they think they will find it in a crack in weed. They are testing. They are testing. They are looking for something to satisfy the craving. They think that they think that marijuana weed can solve the problem. Yeah. When you see people having I mean, fornicating and sex, they are testing. They are testing. They are jumping from girl to girl, thinking that it will satisfy them. And at the point when a woman doesn't satisfy them, they go for a man. They are testing. Preaching to you. Because they tried all women. They never got satisfied. So now let me try a man. It's a craving. It's an addiction. People are thirsty. People are thirsty. They are looking for something to satisfy. There's some emptiness in man. There's a hollow. And they are looking for something to fill that void. And they fill it with other things. I'm preaching. They're hungry. So let me start with weed. The weed doesn't start working. Okay, let me then I'll go to uh, uh, heroin. The heroin doesn't start. Let me try crack. It doesn't work. Now let me inject. They are thirsty. They are looking for something to fill the empty void. Kalima Sonoria. They are thirsty. They are thirsty. Some people are thirsty. 
Okay, so you see that you see they they they, they even become workaholic. They work so they spend their whole life working, thinking that they'll find satisfaction in their job. Some people are workaholics. It's, a, it's also a test. Some people are shopaholic. They keep shopping. They think they'll find satisfaction in shopping. So when they are at every shop, they buy, 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 buy. They are looking for something to satisfy them, and they think they'll find it in shopping. Are you hearing me? But Jesus said, listen to me. He told them, the water that I give you, when you drink it, you will test no more. When you drink it, you will test no more. When you drink it, you will test no more. Sometimes I see people say, they think that we Christians, we pastors, we are starving ourselves. We are, we are not having fun. We are in difficulty. No, no. We have drank the water of life. We are satisfied. I don't need alcohol. I don't need a woman. I don't need a drug. I have drunk the Jesus water. I am satisfied. Jesus water. Moses, I've drank the Jesus water. That's why I am satisfied. That's why I'm satisfied. So you don't think that I'm starving? No, I'm not starving. I'm actually full. I am satisfied. I've drank the water. Jesus water. So I'm satisfied. I don't need pornography. I don't need it. I don't need alcohol to get satisfied. I don't need drugs. I'm satisfied. Amen. I'm satisfied. Amen. I'm satisfied. Amen. Because I've drunk the Jesus water. Once you drink the Jesus water, your wife is enough. Amen. Amen. I'm preaching. Amen. Your wife is not enough for you because you have not drunk the Jesus water. That's why you have a wife and try other women. Because by when you drink the water, your wife will be more than enough. Yeah. Are you hearing me? As you come today, may you drink the Jesus water. Amen. That will quench the test. Because let me tell you something. When you are thirsty, you will always go for something. But see, it's difficult to drink when you are full. It is difficult to drink when you are full. And Jesus satisfies. When you have him, you are full. You find that other things are no longer attractive. Not because you are not human, but you are full. That's why I'm full. I am full. Sometimes people say, Oh, but you're a dark type. You should have some little fun. I am full. I don't need no drugs. I don't need no alcohol. I don't need to womanize. I don't need all that. I don't need to smoke. I am full. Because I've drunk the water of life. And I'm more happy than you. He satisfies. Jesus satisfies. So, so he, you see, this woman, he had had five, he had had a lot of boyfriends. A lot of boyfriends and five husbands. And you see, and, and the reason for that was she was thirsty. She tried a tall man. It didn't work. Then he went for a short one. Then he tried a skinny one. Then he had a Puerto, Puerto Ricans are strong. So what a Puerto Rican? It didn't work. He tried an Indian. It didn't work. He went for a Nigerian. Oh God, it didn't work. <laughs> They said, let me try a Ghanaian. It didn't work either. So Jesus said, look, you are testing. Let me give you the water. 
there's a water that satisfies. You see, when you drink that water, when you drink that water, you are not even thirsty for worldly materials. Amen. People wonder, ah, how, come, how can you drive this car? Yes, because I'm, I'm okay. My life is not defined by a car. Amen. My life is defined by Jesus Christ. Amen. I don't let a car define me. I'll give you water. I'll give you water. Now, when you drink the water, look. Then after that, what what have you eaten so far? We start out with what? Milk and then bread, meat, and the water. Then the next on the menu is fruits. A good party. I'm talking about a good party. Desserts. A good party. If you go to a good party, they don't serve desserts. It's not a good party. They should serve. On, next on the menu is what? Fruit. The fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit. Galatians five twenty two. What is what is in the fruits? Galatians five twenty two. Quickly, brother. Galatians five twenty two. But the fruit of the spirit is what? 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 And what? The fruit. When you come to the house of God, on the menu is the fruit. And the fruit is love, joy, peace. Let me tell you something. When you see, when you see a tree bearing fruit, it means the tree is mature. Okay? Every tree has leaves. It's the mature ones that bear fruits. Hallelujah. And when you come to the house of God, over time you mature. You begin to have the fruits. And the fruit is love. And the fruit is love. And let me tell you something. It is so nice to be married to or to live with somebody who has the fruit of the spirit. So nice. Because they show love. Love is patience. Love is kind. Love is long-suffering. It's love. You see, the same situation that makes you throw a tantrum, he takes it quietly because of the fruit of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Love. Some of you are difficult to live because you don't love. You don't love at all. You come to the great invitation and you hear the word. The fruit begins to develop. Somehow, you realize that you are more loving. You are more nice to be around. You are not critical and snappy. Love. The fruit is love. You love. Love is kind. Love is patient. It does not boast. You see, I like this part. It does not boast. It does not boast. Does not, you see, it, it does not think, it does not keep record. It does not keep record of wrongdoing. You see, after you've been in church for a while, you do develop love. You don't keep record. You know, what is wrong with you that anytime time, two, two years ago, you said this. <laughs> Last year, Christmas, you did this. You, you have a record. You have a database. A database that you pull. But if you love, it does not keep record. 
of wrongdoing. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's not boastful. It doesn't boast. I once told a guy, you know, here in Manhattan. I once told a guy, talking about his wife. Hey, hey, listen, he was nothing. But for me, he wouldn't have done anything in life. I read every I said, listen to me, you are too boastful. You didn't pick up from the street. Please. Shut up. You are acting like but for you, he wouldn't have lived. Like you are God. Shut up. I told him, shut up. You boast too much. Joy. There is joy. There is joy. There is joy. The fruit of the spirit is joy. 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 The menu is joy. As you come, you have a certain joy. And I'm talking about the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is independent of your circumstances. The joy of the Lord is independent of your circumstances. It is a fruit of the spirit. Somehow, people begin to wonder, why are you able to keep calm? Why are you so happy? Under all this difficulty, why are you so happy? What they do not there's a fruit, there's a joy that is coming from inside. Yeah. Your joy does not depend on outside things. Whether people like you or not, or say, no, there's a joy from inside. And that joy money cannot buy. That joy money cannot buy. I said that joy money cannot buy. Look. We all heard of a couple of years, months ago, all this recent suicide by all the celebrities. Kate Spade and uh, who are the other guys? Robin Williams. These people have millions. See, and suicide is the lowest level. It means your, your joy has gone. You have dipped down in depression. And these people have millions. They have millions of dollars in their account. And yesterday they are so depressed, they take their life. And you, you know you have $25 and you are dancing. I tell you. <laughs> give the Lord a shot. I said give the Lord a shot. And you are looking for it for life. And people with millions are taking their life because it is not what you possess, it's the fruit of the spirit. The joy, the joy, the joy. I once talked to a lady, he said, Listen to me, a lot of people are taking antidepressants, but we will. He said, When I go to work, I said, Are you so happy? He said, They are all taking antidepressants. I don't take no, I don't need no, no Prozac. I don't need no uh, uh, circle. I don't need no. I, I was what I'm saying. When I come to church and they start singing, I shake it off. I shake it off. <laughs> I don't need antidepressant. When I come to church and this and after the Edmund start the praises, I I shake it off. I shake it off. I shake it off. I don't need Prozac. That's the joy. That's the joy. That's the joy. Yes. People are depressed when you are happy. And they wonder why are you so happy? Because something inside you. Amen. Everybody at work is moody, but you are happy. Amen. Monday morning, people have long faces and you are happy. Yes. I'm talking about the joy. Yes. I said the joy. Amen. That's why Sunday morning we come here and we shake it off. Yes. I said 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 we shake it off. Yes. I 
don't care what they told me at work, what the bank, as soon as I come and they began to sing, they began to sing, uh, uh, what the bank they are singing. I said they began to sing, I walk in power, I walk in, I live, I rise, I know who I am. I walk in power, I walk in miracles, I live a life of favor. I, in other words, I know who I am. My, my, my work does not define me. My, your, my boss does not define me. My health does not define me. I know who I am. You can't tell me who I am. I know who I am. Take a look at me. Take a look. Take a look at me, I'm a wonder. Mm. It doesn't matter what you see now. Mm. Come see his glory. Hey. I know who mm. I am. Take a look at me, I'm a wonder. Mm. It doesn't matter what you see now. Come see his glory. Hey. I know who hey. I am. Take a look at me, I'm a wonder. Mm. It doesn't matter what you see now. Come see his glory. I, I know who I am. Oh. Me, I'm a wonder. Matter what you see now, come see his glory. Cause I know who I am. I'm walking in power, I'm working in miracles. I live my life on favor. Cause I know who I am. Hey, I'm working on power, I'm working miracles. I live my life on favor. I know who I am. I live a life of favor. So my life does not depend on my qualification of what I have. I am fervent. So you may have all that you want, but when I come, I'll be fervent. I will be fervent. I will be preferred. You may come with all your degrees, your qualification, your asset, but I live a life of favor. I know well. Let me go. Oh, I know who. suffering from approval addiction. It's a condition. Nate, there's a condition called approval addiction. Some people, they are addicted to approval. They always want people to approve them. So when, when they are not affirmed, they get depressed. I'm, I'm, I don't suffer from, I don't need your approval. I know who I am. You know who you are. Let nobody define you. Yeah. I know who I am. I'm saying it again. I, you cannot define me. I know who I am. I walk in power. I walk in miracles. I live a life of favor. I live a life of favor. 
I know who I am. So don't define me. I work in power. Hallelujah. In psychiatry, you see, in psychiatry, there's something called dual diagnosis. Dual diagnosis. Most people who are depressed also have substance abuse. You know that. So it's called a dual diagnosis. The reason for the abuse of substance is because of their depression. So you cannot get them to stop their drugs until you treat their depression. Yeah. Yeah, the painkillers. So, so, you, so, so you cannot tell them to, you cannot put them on methadone withdrawal without treating the depression. Something is missing. That's why they are taking their drugs to solve that problem. Yeah. But when you come, the joy. The joy. The fruit of the spirit. The joy. In spite of the circumstances. I know who I am. Okay, and the last one, after everything we've eaten, and we are okay, and we are satisfied, then we get a wine. <laughs> then we get a wine. I said, then we get a wine. I said, then we get a wine. Yeah, then we get a wine. Hallelujah. We get a wine. We get a wine. We get a wine. First Corinthians. Chapter 11, verse 25. We get a wine. And after the same manner also, he took the cup, which he had supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament of my blood. This do ye, and as often as you drink, you do it in remembrance of me. We get a wine, which is his blood. We get a wine. When we come to the church, you get a wine. Which is his blood. Hallelujah. Which he said, do it in remembrance of me. What does the wine do? The blood. The blood. When you come, the blood cleans. The blood, the blood forgives. I said the blood forgives. In spite of all your mistakes, when you come, the blood washes it away. What can wash? My sins. How is it? You have done so many buttons. Even yesterday, what you did was not right. I said, even yesterday, what you did was not right. But today, you are sitting here, holy and pure, because the blood has answered for you. I said, the blood has answered for you. I said, the blood has answered for you. I said, the blood has answered. The blood washes away. The blood cleanses. It's because of the blood of Jesus that you are not consumed. Listen. When he told Moses, he said that kill a lamb. Take the blood of the lamb and mark it around your doorpost. And when the spirit of death comes, you see, please listen to me carefully. What made the evil spirit pass over was not dependent on what you were doing inside the room. You could be smoking. You could be drinking. You maybe have a boyfriend there. But once there's a blood in front, it will pass over you. So what protects you is not your good works, but the blood. The blood. The blood. He said, when you come, when you come, I wash you with the blood. I cleanse you with the blood. 
You see, and the blood has power. Amen. The reason why devils cannot touch you is because of the blood. Amen. Any evil spirit cannot touch you because of the blood. Amen. Because you may be weak, but the blood is strong. Amen. And once you are marked by the blood, the demons have no choice Amen. but to run away. He said, when you come, I will cleanse you with my blood. The wine that you drink is the blood. And this morning, as you are come, may the blood wash you. May the blood cleanse you. May the blood protect you. Stand up to your feet and let's close. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. Oh, yes, Lord. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood. Sing about the blood. That's what cleanses me. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No found I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can wash? What can wash? Away my sin, nothing by the blood of Jesus. What can make me a God? What can make me again? Set you a God, it delivers you, it washes away your mistakes, it delivers you from evil of God. close and every head bowed. I don't want any movement. I'm in a very spiritual moment here. With every eye closed and every day closed. I am talking about the blood. I'm talking about the blood. It is the blood that washed me. And the same blood washes you. This is why God sent his son to die on the cross. Shed his blood so that you and I will not go to hell but will have salvation. It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter what you have done before. It doesn't matter what you are doing now. The blood washes you and it washes me. So, this afternoon, before I end this Sunday message, I want to invite you to the cross. Come and be washed with the blood. 
and be washed with the blood. Come and be saved. For the blood is what saves you. Without the blood of Jesus, life is a losing game. You cannot live this life in Newark without the blood of Jesus. So anybody who is here, you are not saved. You are not born again. You have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior. What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? This afternoon, I'm presenting to you salvation. The blood of Jesus. To wash you. To make you a new man. To make you a new woman. Somebody may have invented you. You may have come on your own. This is a very individual moment. It's between you and your God. So with every eye closed and every head bowed, you are not born again. You have not been washed with the blood of Jesus. Please lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. I'm serious. There is room. I'm serious. This is not church as usual. This is not church as usual. Don't joke with this invitation. Don't joke. You should not be shy about it at all. Don't joke. I want to see your hand up. Don't play with the blood. If she, don't don't make any assumption. Don't assume. Either you are either you are born again, you are not born again. So if you have not accepted Jesus Christ, um, please lift up your hand. I see your hand. I'm serious. There's nothing more serious than this. I am as serious as heart attack. That's as, that's as serious I am. I am as serious as having a heart attack because you need the blood. Don't make any assumption. Don't think I'm good. Don't think I'm okay. I see your hand, my dear sister. Anybody else? Please lift up your hand. I'm serious. Let them come. Come. My dear sister, come. Help him to come. Lift up your hand. Come. Are you sure lifting up your hand? Come. I'm serious. As a heart attack. I want to pray for you. This is not a joke at all. Put your hand together for them. Anybody else? Anybody else? Please come. I'll, I'll, I'll bring you myself. You need a blood. Anybody else? You need a blood. Please come for me. You need a blood. I'm serious. Don't jump. Don't jump. Don't jump. You need a blood. I'm still waiting. Anybody else? I'm still waiting. Salvation is knocking. the blood. Are you, you want the blood? I'm not, I'm not joking at all. This is not a joke. It's not a joke at all. The blood is speaking. Thank you Holy Spirit. Thank you Holy Spirit. I'm serious. Are you serious? Are you serious? I'm telling you. I need the blood. I need the blood. Heavenly Father, this afternoon, I stand before your altar as a sinner. Have mercy on me. Wash me with the blood of Jesus. With the blood of Jesus. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. Say after me, Satan, from this moment, I have nothing to do with you. Jesus is my master, my savior, and my Lord. I am a child of God. 
I'm washed by the precious blood. I'm washed by the precious blood of Jesus. Amen. What's your name again? Adelaide. Oh, that's our first lady's name. Adelaide. What's your name? Atalia. Wow. Father, thank you for Adelaide and Atalia. Thank you that the blood that washed me has also washed them. They will see prosperity in their life. They will see stability in their life. Every satanic plan will not work in their life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We have my book. We don't have a book. I'll see you after church. God bless you. Please go back to your seat. I'll give you a book. Give them a book for me. Put your hands together. And please take your seat. Hallelujah. It's communion time. You are going to experience the blood. Adelaide and Natalia, I'll talk to you after church. This is the blood. The blood is about to speak. Listen, the blood, there's power in the blood. Yes. I said there's power in the blood. Yes. When you speak about the blood, demons trouble. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Snakes will freeze. Amen. I said snake will freeze. Amen. You will speak them, they won't move. Because there's power. Jesus. Every spiritual attack against you is cancelled in the name of Jesus. Amen. In Luke chapter 14, verse 16. Luke 14, 16. Luke 14, 16. Quickly. That's what I said, right? Good. I am the bread of life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You are about to eat something supernatural. Something supernatural is coming your way. Hallelujah. Yeah. Something supernatural. Actually, let's look at our. That's okay. Something supernatural is coming. You are about to eat the bread of life. Blessed is he that eats the bread of life. Hallelujah. And let me tell you something. This thing that you are about to take is supernatural. Once I pray over it, it becomes a supernatural meal. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It becomes a supernatural meal. And by this, every satanic activity in your life is frozen. Amen. And it's bound. Amen. It cannot come near you. Amen. Yeah. You know? Most of the time, when you are about to eat, you bless the food. That's what you do, right? But this bread and this wine is blessed. So this one, you don't bless it. It blesses you. So as you partake, you are being blessed. Blessed is he that shall eat meat in your kingdom. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the bread. And we thank you for the wine at the feast you gave bread the bread of life and you gave us wine thank you that the blood 
washes away our sins. The blood cleanses us. This is the cup of blessing which we bless. In Jesus' name, amen. Take it, this is my body which was broken for you. Drink, this is my blood which was poured out for you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. The cup of blessing which we bless, it is the communion of the blood of Christ. The bread which we break, it is the communion of the body of Christ. Oh, this is the holy meal, it is the meal of God. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. When I see the blood, oh, I will pass over you. I will pass over you. When I see the blood, oh, my goodness. when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Demons oh, oh, yeah. take it. This is my body. The blessing of God for you. Thank you, Jesus. Drink. This is my blood. Which was poured out for you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. The cup of blessing which we bless, it is the communion of the blood of Christ. The bread which we break, it is the communion of the body of Christ. Oh, this is the holy meal. It is the meal of God. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. When I see the blood, oh, 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 I will pass over you.
him verse 15 Luke 14 15 hold your breath and when one of them that sat at meat with him heard these things he said unto him blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom of God this afternoon as you hold the bread you are eating bread in the kingdom of God and therefore you are blessed I say 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 you are blessed no work of Satan can stick on you for blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom I've eaten bread at many places I've eaten bread at restaurants I've eaten bread at home I've eaten bread in many countries but this is different this is the bread of the kingdom blessed is he blessed is he blessed is he blessed is he that shall eat bread in the kingdom amen amen the body of Christ you may eat the bread and the Bible said that same night you took the cup and he said this is my blood this is the wine this is the last on the menu after the milk the water the bread everything this is the wine this is what washes away our sins this is what cleanses us make us new this is what protects our going out and our coming in. You will go in peace and you come in peace. Amen. No God, no stray bullet will hit you. Amen. No accident will get you. Amen. No cancer can stick itself on you. Amen. Depression cannot be with you. Amen. No unemployment shall be with you. Amen. You will not be poor. Amen. Because he dies so you can be rich. Amen. We drive away the spirit of poverty. Amen. You will have enough. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The blood of Jesus. Amen. You may drink the blood. The blood that Jesus for me way back on Calvary thank you for the blood the blood that gives, you strength. That gives me strength from day to day it will never lose Hallelujah. Listen. The blood will protect you. Amen. You will not die in an accident. Amen. No stray bullet will come your way. Amen. You will not lose your child. Amen. You will not lose your marriage. Amen. You will not lose your peace. Amen. No incurable disease can attach itself to you. You will not lie as an invalid in the hospital bed. Amen. The blood has protected you. Amen. Yeah. Listen. Because of this blood today, any decision that is being taken against you behind your back will not come to pass. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. 
any meeting planned against you will not happen. I release good news to you. As a matter of fact, lift, lift up your phone. Everybody take your phone. Lift up your cell phone. Father, I lift up, we lift up our phones. We decree and we declare. We shall hear good news. Amen. We shall receive good emails. Amen. Good WhatsApp. Amen. We shall receive promotion. Amen. This will bring us good news. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. May you receive financial breakthrough. Amen. May you receive good news. Amen. May the emails be good. Amen. May the WhatsApp be good. Amen. It shall bring you good news. In the name of Jesus. Yeah, it's good news. This week we are going to get good news. I said good news. I said good news. This phone shall bring you good news. Hallelujah. You know a lot of information comes through our phone. Our life literally comes through our phone. We block every bad news from this phone. We block every bad news. It shall be good news. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. First and best. We hope you've been blessed. Feel free to join any of our services. Contact us at qfcannouncements at gmail.com. That's qfcannouncements at gmail.com.